Hi, this is Spring and Pa from the Homespun Vaudeville Show in Arcadia at the Opera House. Here at the Sam and Amanda Show, we love, laugh, and learn. I'm on Facebook. Do it. All right, let's see how. Wish we had some like domain free music going on right now while we get ready. <laughs> That's a good point. We need yeah. to plan on that. And also we need to hook a monitor up so we can see mm -hmm. what that's seeing. Sure. Yep, yep. Okay. Oh, there we go. Can I go right to that perfect? <coughs> Oh, there we go. Make it big, make it small. Okay. Why? That's not what I want either. Good evening. Is that Betsy? Hi, Betsy. Welcome. It's just Sam and Amanda on the Sam and Amanda show this week. No special guests. No special guests. Just special people. So this will be quick. <laughs> Have a good evening. Bye bye. <laughs> Not that quick, though. we still got something to talk about. Absolutely, yeah. Um, in fact, so this is Sam. I, we used to start the show. Hi. I'm Sam. And I'm Amanda. Welcome to the Sam and Amanda Show. We're glad you're here. Where we love, laugh, and learn together. Thank you for joining us. Um, you can email us at thesamandamandashow at gmail.com. You can also find us on anchor.fm or Spotify, which is a podcast form. And um, right here on Facebook Live, you can always go back and watch our previous shows. This is number 20. So you've got, if you haven't started with us from the beginning, you've got 20 hours at least. Oh, most of them hours. were two Like hours. you can make this a job and just watch for a whole week, 40 hours. And no pay. <laughs> and do not get paid for it. But if you go on Anchor or Spotify, there mm -hmm. are other episodes. Yep. Most shows, no, not this week or last week, but many times we do a pre-show mm -hmm. on a Thursday and upload that. Kind of give you an, an idea of what's coming up for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot there to listen to. Yep. Tonight, you can't tell it, but I'm excited. We're excited. There We're is, all excited. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> there is another camera set up. Yeah. Um, this is actually for the church, and we're just testing it out. We've never had one like that. We've never used one like that. And it's not doing the live stream. You're seeing that on our regular camera. Um, but it's very exciting. It is recording, and we'll see what that looks like later. But big improvements, big changes coming. Yes, we've talked about how we are going to be um, in downtown Arcadia in a studio space. Well, we're still outfitting it. Um, we're still getting um, working through adjustments on what we want to do, what we want it to look like, um, what we'll be able to do when we're in there. And so eventually we will not be here in um, Sam's office. We'll, we'll be in our studio space, which I'm very much looking forward to. Um, but this has been a great interim. This is our sure. pause, like, you know our uh, workroom, our workspace kind of for this show, or at least for right now. But yeah, you can actually call us while we're in the office, 863-494-3622 and join the conversation as we talk about um, when God answers prayer. And so this is a pretty big topic uh, for both of us and more so for you because you've got, you've got some recent answered prayers, but yeah, we'll, and we can get to that, but yeah, definitely a great topic. Um, for those of us of like-minded faith and um, 
even those people who who maybe don't have a strong faith when they pray and have an answered prayer they're it's uh, revealing it reveals a lot about about god about themselves and so we're going to be talking about that today very impactful particularly when a when a new christian or someone that hasn't prayed a lot they pray and you know god answers their prayer uh you can see the change when they have that realization mm -hmm. oh wow i mean he does listen he yeah. does move and by the way if you have one of our cell phones you have your no well, my <laughs> you have, if you have my number and yeah. you want to text instead of calling please do so we'd love to have your comments yeah. and i know many of you like us have prayed and had god answer prayer yeah. and we'd love to hear your stories at some point but we always start with fun facts mm -hmm. they're usually not fun but they are factual yes so do you have something so um i like to try for my fun facts to be focused in on whatever the topic is so the topic is answer prayer Teacher's and, pet. and so one of, i was trying to think of like what's the earliest memory i had of of god answering my prayer and so i i was very young uh when i came to know the lord when i realized like I can't do this life without God. Um, my dad was a pastor. His dad was a pastor. So there was kind of a legacy of spirituality there. And um, so my my earliest answered prayer, I'm going to have to say, is when I asked God for salvation. And I was young. I got baptized around four. I think I was five years old. Um, but I, I remember very vividly sitting at the table telling my parents that I prayed this prayer. And then I think I've told the story before, maybe. But my brother, John, who's two years older than me, says, oh, I prayed that prayer, too. And I want to get baptized. And so we had this like little skirmish at the table, like I said it first. Don't copy me, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that was um, my first memory of an answered prayer. And uh, I take that answered prayer on faith because nothing significant happened there was no there was no clouds there was no there was no extra um, light there was no angels singing, no trumpets nor trumpets so um it's something within that i knew i had that that was my first answered prayer i'll say that's good which i think is probably true like you god's not hearing you when you're a sinner so you have to actually be saved to you know so yeah okay, yeah i think a lot of people yeah. misunderstand i i don't believe god hears the prayer of a lost person unless it's a prayer of repentance right the prayer of salvation now he may answer their prayer but that's in spite of them it, hopefully to reveal himself so they Correct. will turn yeah to i would him. say yeah. yeah good point okay one fun fact also prayer related okay um my parents love to tell the story of when i was very little me and two of my cousins we were riding in the back seat of a vehicle that was on a bridge crossing the mississippi river from Arkansas back into Tennessee. Mm -hmm. I believe that's at Memphis, which John and Nancy, you, you live there. So we were on that bridge crossing the Mississippi, and there was a bad thunderstorm, and the radio said there were tornadoes in the area, and the clouds above us were as dark as any we've seen. And being little kids, me and my two male cousins in the back seat, we pulled a blanket over our head, and we started singing Jesus Loves Me and praying. Yeah. And we would make it across the bridge. And we did, obviously. Cool. And so that was one of my earlier experiences with prayer. So you prayed through song is what you're saying now? Well, we did both. Oh, okay. Cool. Oh, Jesus, don't let us die. <laughs> and then Jesus loves me. <laughs> I just remembered a, a similar story. I... um 
and I don't think my uncle will watch this, so I'm gonna, I won't reveal which one, but it doesn't even matter. I was spending the night at a friend's house and the next day somebody had asked me to babysit. And so because my parents were 20 minutes away, they weren't near the town where I was spending the night at a friend. Um, oh, how did it go? So I was at my friend's house and I was going to babysit my cousins. Maybe that's what it was. And so I had to tell this dad, my friend's dad, how to get to my cousin's house. And so I was praying, Lord, help us find Wideman because that's the street that I was like, Lord, help us find Wideman. Lord, help us find Wideman. Lord, I mean, and we finally did because that was before GPS. It was before cell phones. I mean, I'm not that old, but we just didn't have all that stuff back then in Michigan. So, yeah, that's so, I mean, similar how uh, kids will, oh, Lord, get me out of this car. I got more life to live. Oh, funny. Yeah, I remember the bridge. I remember the storm. But it was a, you know, it was a fun memory. And, of course, parents and aunts and uncles like to laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. Remember when you were... uh, Another fun fact? I do have another one. Um, A recent prayer. So I was thinking my earliest prayer and like, what what are some of my most recent prayers? So there's been this threat of rain Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, really. And um, over at my house, it's kind of like if it rains here in Arcadia downtown or even just on the outskirts of the town, it does not rain where I live. And that's annoying because I have plants there and I have grass there. I have shrubbery, whatever that I need to grow because I have animals I need to eat and, and whatnot. And so my, my recent prayers have been like, send the rain, Jesus, please. I mean, there's again, the threats who you, Lord stave off the rain while we're trying to have this event, but no, make it rain now. You know, so I'm trying to, yeah. I was going to ask, how do you know it's not raining in town or it is when it's not raining, but your husband, Yes, I said, honey, is it raining there? And he's yeah. like, it's pouring. And I'm like, there's not a cloud. Like, I, I'm like, I yeah. It, you can see it'll go all the way around. I don't know. It's like a dead zone where we're at. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, a desert over there. Next okay. mm. so. <laughs> so, week. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, next topic. The We have a pond on our property. And I'll see the, the water coming up because the water table is rising. And so, so, um, recently because of the dryness, there's been this, the green algae has sort of been like just loving life. And with the rain that's happening elsewhere, the water is clearer on top because the rain's coming up and it's fresh. So anyways, yeah, I know it's raining somewhere else. So this spring fed or just bubbles up from a. So I think it's spring fed. Yes. But also right next door, uh, at that property, they were digging for shell, uh, 60 years ago or whatever. So I, I think that that one is spring fed, whereas those other ones who are, that are in like rectangular shape are not, but to be honest, I, I mean, there's no, I don't think there's a sure way to find out if it's yeah. very good. Yeah. Do you have another fun fact? Uh, I answered prayer recently. Yeah. Sure. And that is, we got great news. Lisa's cancer's um, gone and she just has to be monitored now um so you know we've been celebrating that all week eight eight months eight so months. but really if before august she was feeling ill and so you guys were already praying then for her sure. health whatever so i mean really you've been praying for a, a lot well yeah i mean this wow. time last year i'm not sure if we ever even talked about it we were mm-hmm. walking in fact it was probably earlier probably more than a year ago because she had on a 
a, a winter coat. And we just don't wear winter coats in Arcadia very much. And we were out one morning walking the dogs that she had on her winter coat. And I was pretty far behind her, which is unusual. And all of a sudden, it was just like, bloop. I mean, she didn't just fall to her knees. She didn't catch herself. Just face forward right yeah. down the pavement of the road. And when I got to her, it was almost like she was conscious, but it was like she must have passed out and just fallen. Of course, I wanted to call 911. She didn't want me to. Yeah. And, and there was no, I mean, there was a little scratch. There was no visible uh, major injury. And uh, so I decided to, you know, just watch her for a little while. But yeah, for months, particularly after the second vaccine, mm. um, she was having issues, health issues. And finally, she went to the doctor who did a blood test and called and said, get her to the ER. And that was early August, and that was eight months ago. Yeah, wow. So a lot of prayer, a lot of prayer from our people here at the church. So question about that as a follow-up. <clears throat> you guys had, she had gotten a scan sort of early on too, and they had seen the growth. But then it was like, okay, people, this is what we're praying for. And by the next scan, correct, there was nothing? That's how my memory was, but I was out of, out of town, so I'm not really sure. Right. No, it didn't start with a scan. It started with a blood test mm -hmm. that led to the hospital, which led to surgery, which right. led to scans. And on subsequent scans, there were several things they thought they might have seen uh -huh. on the first ones, but they went and took out the major thing. Mm -hmm. And then subsequent scans, either some of that was gone or they were able to determine it's unimportant it, yeah. it, it's okay. not harmful or doesn't need to be dealt with yeah so Very so yes we uh yeah. she had a scan on tuesday got results on friday so <laughs> that's my chair that's not me um but we've been celebrating answered prayer yes very cool one of the things that my mom was able to share um in sunday this morning i i, I really one of my favorite things about um church is the opportunity to share a testimony. And now that I've got your ear, I think we should do more of that. <laughs> um, but my mother shared part of her testimony this morning about the bike fest, Arcadia bike fest that we had last night, where we offer free prayer downtown. And um, so her, her portion of the testimony was that the biker group came up and said, Hey, will you, where's the, where's the girl that's going to pray over our bikes. And so I had taken, uh, and aside saying, Hey, you guys manage it. I'm going to go over here and get a bite to eat. They walked around and, um, towards the bikes and found me. So I was like, Oh yeah, I want to, I want to be a part of this. So we went and kind of did a semicircle around the bikes and had all the, uh, gentlemen and, and women, um, kind of touching in, um, well, how did we say it? Touch an agreement, um, or hold hands or whatever, as we prayed for this. And the, the biker gang, the group, is called Hades Hounds. Wow. Yeah. And the guy who had asked us to pray for over them, for their bikes, for their safe trip back to Fort Myers, which is about 45 minutes to an hour away, depending on which way you travel and traffic and all that, and weather, um, he videotaped it. He got it. He captured it on his phone. So I don't know his name, but I know the group. I'm allowed to say the group, right? Sure, I already did. Yeah. So I got whatever, Hades Hounds. So the the 
the more moving part about that to me is um, my mom said, why did you call me out? And I'm like, I didn't call you out. And she said it today in church that I said, okay, mom. And I'm like, I don't remember saying that. We were standing there. I had my hand uh, kind of, oh, I didn't touch the bike. I had my hand in the direction of the bike because I'm not going to touch somebody else's bike. And then I said, gentlemen, you know, can I hold your hand? He said, he made a funny comment. And I was like, (laughs) and so I'm holding the guy's hand and I look up and it looks like my mom's about to pray. So I just kind of nod my head. But apparently I said, my spirit spoke and said, okay, mom, like it's on you. And she was also looking to my dad for him to pray. And then she just started praying. And I mean, I was, I was like, all right, let's do this. Yes, God. I mean, I was praying in my spirit too. And I was mouthing and, and, and uh, offering my own words to God, but my, just the interaction that had happened. I was like, I don't remember saying that. The way your mom told the story this morning was really funny. Yeah. You know, like you really did throw her under the bus yeah. or, or the motorcycle, so yeah, to speak. Right. Now, I'm not saying it, I didn't say that. I'm sure I said it, but it, I don't recall like making a conscious, oh, I'm not going to do this. Mom, you are. Like the one time I had done that to Marissa and I said, Marissa's going to go over there and pray for you. Now, and because part of that is, if the Lord has led you, if, if your spirit has been moved, that you're going to go pray for people. And this might be your only opportunity. I'm going to give it to you because I, I've been doing this all day kind of thing. I've gotten the opportunity, but I want to make sure that you get the blessing too. I'm not going to hoard it all to myself, which is my, what I would do. <laughs> so again, it's just one of those things like, I don't remember saying that, but I'm glad that she did because what she said, um, she, she pretty much gave the gospel in a mini message um from what i could hear and there was a lot of stuff going on she said 10 years something to the effect of 10 years ago just about my dad was in his own motorcycle accident and god provided life and a way for him to be here today and god is going to be with you all as well because he sent his son jesus to be there for you as as your light and your direction and your step and so if you have any questions you know that you can come back to us and and god be with it's something along those lines and so then they were hugging afterwards. Like, I mean, just mind blown. Like the pictures I posted on Facebook of my mom with her mouth open, it's not because I, I it's because I couldn't get a good photo. <laughs> I didn't tell her I was taking pictures, but she's like, it looks like I'm bossing everybody around. Mother, where do you think I get it? <laughs> um, but yeah, they wanted to hug. Like, thank you so much for praying over us. And, and it was just, it you, we, you wouldn't you wouldn't put those pieces together logically. So it was really cool. And really for those awesome. of you that weren't there, we're talking about a big open parking lot full of motorcycles yeah. and eating trucks or Food trailers. Trucks, yeah. And loud music over in the street. So this is wide open. Yes. This isn't hidden around behind the building somewhere. Booths of beers, smoking. Like this is this is real world biker right out in the open biker world right these guys held hands held hands and then hugged it out yeah that's I mean, amazing hades hounds yeah. yeah i just was like i want to do this again <laughs> it's incredible it really is great and i said this yeah. this morning it's great to be part of a church family that cares about the community yeah and enough that some of us will actually go out in the community right and every time whether it's the open street market or bike fest twice a year, other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Some of the same people participate, but we always have somebody new that comes along. So yeah, we had two new uh, 
folks, a family and a single uh, that came out had not been a part of our prayer partnership yet. So we have had new people, I think, almost every time. And I want to say that, so so she prayed over them, but we're talking about answered prayer today. So my answered prayer about this was the fact that people, God, before we even get there, send us people that want us to be there. And they showed up. And this was away from the tent. I mean, they came to the tent. Yes, and then we walked, and then it was, I mean, people saw, I mean, it was powerful. And um, something that I said in church this morning was like, we are building as Christians, not just First Baptist, but as Christian, the body of Christ, we're building this trust relationship with the community, a confidence that we are going to be there and pray for them. I mean, that it's, it's been huge. So the other thing that has been pretty cool about that, and I, and I could just probably talk for a couple hours and so I'll try to stop, but is when we were there last um, six months ago in November, people that were there last time came up to us and said, hey, I remember you from really? last time. And I'm like, I guess I haven't changed too much, you know, but it, that was cool too. It was like, I remember you, you prayed for me, or I saw you praying for them. Thank you for what you're doing. Or, I mean the if god's people are consistent in doing the right thing being righteous trying to be holy doing what god wants them to do he is going to make a way for you to do what he wants you to do absolutely so that well the fact that we're out there or that our church people some of them are out there having an impact that is an answer to prayer yes yes yeah. I mean, you know, how many of us have been part of churches that, that literally, if people came, we'd be pretty friendly. Mm-hmm. But very few of us would get out of the building to go be with them. Yeah. And uh, it's great that, that we have people that will do that. It's exciting. Very, yes. Um, now, none I of, as far as I know, none of Haiti's hounds were here today. None of it. But they <laughs> live in Fort Myers. I, if I, and who knows? Yeah, if I saw some of them, I could probably remember them. Um but I definitely, you like, you just don't get that picture. And I did get a couple of pictures, but anyways, uh, you don't, the visual doesn't, doesn't leave quickly. And I look forward to seeing them again. And there was a couple of them that when we prayed and you could tell that they were, um, it, we were in fellowship with each other. I said, if I don't see you again here, you know, next bike fest, I know where I'll see you. And that connection there was so cool. Like God has sent brothers and sisters from all over Florida to this event for this moment. That was really moving to me. Uh, There may have been a time when I would have been shocked if you had said a bunch of Baptists are going to hang out at a bike fest. Yeah. Yeah. But it has been a beautiful thing. It it has, yeah. we, We could and probably should talk about it because it was just yesterday i haven't talked to you about this so i'm gonna oh boy. ask you a question i'm going to give a disclaimer so, right now do you recall one of the first oak street markets that we were at so this is not the bike fest it's oak street market where we first started doing a free prayer booth um there was an african-american couple who came up to us and we're just yes we're brothers and sisters in christ we're so glad you're here doing this when we were in the parking lot we were in the parking lot i think it was our first one i believe so and they were truck drivers yep okay they were there yesterday really yes and i won't say their names because they're they're here in town 
but they said, thank, it's so good to see you again. And I was like, yes. And so we're trying, I was like, I don't remember your names, but like, I remember the story and they're like, yes. And so they do go to a church here in town when they're here. It's not ours. And I was like, I don't care. I'm glad you're in church. And, um, but it was so neat to connect with them again. And, um, we prayed with them again and it just, it's one of the, it's just a beautiful thing. It really, really is. I'm glad you remember. So let me ask you this. Were there any other churches from DeSoto County, Arcadia, at Bike Fest that we know of? Okay. So I did not explore like I was able to previously. We didn't have Neither as many volunteers I. because there were so many other things going on. So I didn't get a chance to go down to the Tree of Knowledge. Like I, I was there and then over at the Bikes and Back. Right. I just really didn't have the opportunity. I do think maybe we don't need names you know what i don't think so because the people that i did talk to said they weren't going to be there so i don't i don't think so and i'm not you know we all had busy days yesterday i'm not criticizing but i mean we we all talk about being out in the highways and byways you've got people from all over at least southwest florida yeah at this event yesterday now, there, there were other Christian groups. Faith writers were there. In fact, Gene, uh, you got permission for me to ride your bike, your motorcycle, <laughs> yeah. here at the church. We have a huge driveway that goes all around the property. It's private, so I don't need a motorcycle license. So I'm looking forward to show up someday. Did you know, fun fact, my mother has a motorcycle license? I forgot. <laughs> yes, I had heard that yeah. and forgot. Yes. My my mother had said, um, I bet Pastor Stan would be surprised about that. So when my dad was in his motorcycle accident, he obviously doesn't do that anymore. But she, he might still have his endorsement. I'm not sure. But I know she, she has. I've never had a motorcycle endorsement. Okay. So I can't legally ride on the street. Yeah. And he was going to let me ride downtown. But there were way too many bikes, way yeah, too many yeah. people. And it would have been illegal. <laughs> yeah. But I told him. Yeah. He'd come up here to the church sometime. Yeah. And, you know, we've got this private drive, goes all the way around yeah. the building, and it'd be a blast. Hit a couple of speed bumps, you know, we have, I how about out in the field? And I wouldn't take his Harley out in the field. No, but I wouldn't even go over a speed bump. I would go yeah, around yeah, yeah. Um, Fun, that's cool. So we, we had a great event, but that wasn't the only event recently. No, what else do you want to bring up? You go first. I was going to mention. My mind is going ping, 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 so. So yeah. many different ones. I was going to mention the, uh homespun vaudeville. Oh, so fun. I love the fact, in fact, I've said, one of the things we missed moving from St. Pete was some of the culture that we had the opportunity. And now we are building that, not us, we're part of that, but people are building that here in Arcadia. So the old opera house, her historic opera house, Mm -hmm. um, they had another performance Friday night, two, at six and at eight, the homespun vaudeville troupe Mm-hmm. And uh, we were there, our families were there, and it was a blast. It was. So the first one they did back in November or whenever it was. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, was about 30 minutes long. And it was cute. Um, it was It was one of the, it was, to be, it was, it was great for what it was. This time. But, but before, before yeah, you go, go ahead. Off, the last one, I think, wasn't that the first time the Opera House as a theater yeah. had been used? 
as a theater. In decades. Yes. 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 I, I, but previous to this uh, home, uh, previous to the opera house being restored to its original glory from 1906, it was an antique shop really it kind was of a flea market a flea market type of thing and then other like um opposite office spaces were being used it is now being restored slowly but surely and more donations are accepted um but so the first time it was they the the people that were putting it on had just moved to town and were trying to you know kind of boost morale i mean really we were still like with covid and um what were we <laughs> <laughs> still kind of recovering and and what are we going to do with our lives are we allowed to be around each other are, you know is it safe whatever and so this community has come together and said okay we're not gonna stop living because of this uh some nonsense going on so anyways so they put on this this vaudeville show and it was super cute and it was 30 minutes long this time at six and then again at 8 p.m it was an hour long a little bit more than an hour and it was packed. I mean, there was not a a lull of a moment, really. I mean, it was laughing, um, nothing too serious for or crying or anything like that. But it was very entertaining, very family friendly, from from little kids to uh, the older, many multiple generations in between. Um, I hesitate to say older because <laughs> people are like, "Well, what's old?" Like. <coughs> Older than me, um, entertainers, people on the stage. And then there was, I think that little girl was like 10 ish, just a wonderful program that they put on. And what yeah. talent. Yeah. Can't wait to see the next one. And, um, and, and we had some good conversations yeah. the next day at bike fest yeah. with some of the people, but yeah, yeah they're going to do it every season. So this was spring. They say they're going to do a summer, a mm -hmm. fall, and then a Christmas, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And there'll be other plays and dramas. And uh, you can go on Tuesday night and do ballroom dancing. Are you your husband going to do that? No. I told Lisa <laughs> that I would go with her if she wanted to go. I would go ballroom dancing. I, I think of ballroom can dancing. Can I just pass her do ballroom dancing? Let me call a friend. Just a minute. <laughs> I think I don't think that the Bible says anything negative about dancing. Well, I think David danced all the way to temple. Yes, he did. Okay, it was I, for so, God. Yep, there you go. But yeah, I I I don't think we would do that. Just not this time in our lives. But yeah, would we take up dancing a, a dancing lesson? Absolutely, but not right now. And then uh, it was just a great place. It yeah. was a good. It was a good Friday night to be there. Yep, definitely. If you got nothing else to do. On a Friday in Arcadia, which you don't because everything closes at 6 p.m. That was that was really fun. It was well. Okay. Tuesday night is ballroom dancing. Right. Thursday night is karaoke. Karaoke. Now, I will go to observe, but not to participate. I have observed, and they need people, so go have a blast. But yeah. it's um. Any other events? I have uh, just wanted to say that obviously there's Easter plays coming up. So if you're not local to Arcadia and you have your own, you're in South Carolina, Michigan, California, wherever you're at, find your closest church. Because usually in my background, when you do a cantata, you do it the day of Easter Sunday. But for some reason here in Florida, people do their cantatas on Palm Sunday. I don't know. Did you always do them on Palm Sunday? I think the reason is because maybe the pastor wants to actually preach a message about the resurrection 
on Easter Sunday. But that's what the cantata is. It is a message about Jesus and the resurrection. Sure. Okay. So on go Palm Sunday. <laughs> but Palm, anyways, what I mean to say, all that is find your closest uh, church and and participate in their cantatas, their their drama productions or their musical productions about Christ's ministry, his life, and the death and resurrection. Um, one of the things I'm going to do on Friday, this Friday, is a church here in town has their drama on Friday and on Sunday. So I get to watch a drama on Friday. Is it this weekend, Palm Sunday weekend? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then they're doing theirs on Palm Sunday. I know. I do. At night. I don't get it. We're doing ours in the morning. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Well, enjoy I, it. But hey, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, it's not that big a deal. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Fun to participate in the, the choir and to actually watch it. So. Yeah, we would probably go, but. We're coming back into town. Our son will be yeah, here. Yeah, that's so. right. Um, so, yeah, that's all the community How about, um, that I got. sunrise services? Yeah, there's probably sunrise services going on, um, whether your community or your own church. So find out that. We have a Seder meal. Yes, and we have a, which is actually on Thursday, the week of, you know, the real thing. I'm a, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, if you've never done it, it is amazing. It really is. I personally believe that or I'm open to the idea that Jesus was crucified on Thursday, maybe even Wednesday night, not Friday, but so I'm, I'm happy to be doing the Passover on Thursday. I really am. I'm looking forward to it. Well, we can talk about that at some point. That might be a good topic. For right. And Sunday so night. the, pa the Passover that we're doing on Thursday is the Lord's supper that we did today in church. It's going well, to look so different. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. what we do in church is a very quick, yes. small, abbreviated part right. of what the real Passover so meal is. Why do we is. even do it? And every, well, that's a topic <laughs> for another day. But every Wait. little piece of the Passover supper mm -hmm. points directly to Jesus. Yes. And uh, it's a, if you've never seen it, it's amazing. Yeah. I told our people this morning, when you come that Thursday night and you do need reservations to come, mm -hmm. um, you call the office if you don't have them, we get you on the list. I want you to look at everything the man does, everything you do as part of the Passover Saturday meal and see how that points to Jesus. Mm -hmm. it, I don't want to give anything away, right. any examples tonight, but it's an amazing thing. Yeah. If you have the opportunity to do it where you live, you ought to. So speaking of um, Easter plays, Passover coming up, uh, there's scripture about answered prayer. There is. Okay. I'm just going to transition over to that. Okay. Um, King David says in Psalm chapter 6, verse 9, that the Lord accepts my prayer. He says a little bit before that, but he ends that little portion with the Lord accepts my prayer. And um, so we had already mentioned that God doesn't hear a sinner unless it's a sin of repentance or a prayer of repentance. And then the relationship is established. OK, so when God hears our prayer, how do we know he accepts it or not? I, I, the, do you understand what I'm asking? Like you can just hear it. But when he's when he when David says he accepts my prayer, what's the difference? I'm not sure that there is. Okay. I, I, I mean, I would want to go back. And do a little research but in my mind when god hears there's not a two-step process he doesn't hear some of our prayers mm -hmm. or hear and accept others mm -hmm. 
when he hears it, he's receiving it. Okay. Now, that doesn't mean that he always answers it. Right. He always answers prayer. But there are four different ways he answers. So he, he doesn't always say yes or no, but he does hear it and mm-hmm. he receives it. And we know, I mean, that's one of the things we know as Christians, every time we pray, big issue, little issue. How do you like the sound? Yeah, yeah, now I know. <laughs> um, we know when we pray that he hears. And if we know that he hears, the Bible says we know we have what we've asked of him when we ask of his will. Was that one of your verses? Uh, no, nope, that wasn't actually. No, I let I was gonna let you do some research today. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a, uh, when did I get this actually? This afternoon, right? All right, okay, yeah, all right, right, right. yeah, fair enough. Um, so one another verse that I really liked about prayer specifically is Paul, St. Paul says to Timothy in first Timothy 2 5 that we have one mediator, Jesus Christ. And so I wanted you to, if you could, Pastor, in your in your pastor hat explain what it means to be a mediator between the praying person and god and through jesus christ what does the mediator mean it may be hard to understand but if you have any concept of an old testament high priest Mm -hmm. the priest would go into the presence of god he would stand there representing the people to god he would come out to represent God to the people. Mm-hmm. So in there, he's talking on the people's behalf and then listening. So when he comes out, he's talking to the people on God's behalf. There's an intermediary. Okay. A mediator is someone that has two warring sides and tries to bring peace in the middle. Okay. I think, you know, mediator is acceptable, but intermediary is better. That Jesus stands in the presence of God sits at his right hand, talking to God for us. Mm-hmm. You know, the book of Hebrews, he intercedes for us. He's our high priest. By the way, you do have a priest, even if you're Protestant. Mm-hmm. It's not Catholic, the local church, but we have a high priest that's passed through the heavens, sent at the right hand of God, mm-hmm. book of Hebrews. So he talks to God on our behalf, mm-hmm. and then he turns around and talks to us on God's behalf. Right. And, of course, through the Holy Spirit, but you know that's the role of a priest and that's what jesus does so when we pray the holy spirit prays for you takes mm-hmm. your prayer jesus communicates your prayer the father hears your prayer so all yeah. three of the trinity are involved okay. when you pray what the way you described it was great let me hear but something me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my thought is because you described it from the old testament perspective sure and if I remember, Timothy wasn't a Jew. He was a Greek, right? I'm going to say yes. His grandmother was Eunice, who was Greek. I, or, I mean, I think it was him. Maybe it was Titus. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up. I, <laughs> no, you know, so, yeah, I, yeah I, we didn't prep the question and answer time beforehand. And but... Yeah, we certainly didn't get to that part. <laughs> no. Well, I'll, I'm going to ask my question while you're while you're looking. Um, okay, I'm listening. Do you have to have somewhat of an Old Testament perspective understanding to get some of this connotation, or not kind of uh, denotation? Like you have to kind of know what it means to be a mediator, and that is Jesus Christ, sure. to even get that reference. Like so, Saint Paul is referencing something that timothy should ought to know but what about us new testament people in in western america in 2020 
Okay, but here we have the whole Bible. Right. So we should understand the Old Testament high priest mm -hmm. picture. Sure. And because that's what the writer of Hebrews in the New Testament mm -hmm. uses mm -hmm. and other places too. By the way, this says, and I, I would have to you know verify this. I, I see what's the source. Oh, never mind. That uh, Timothy's mom was Jewish, who became a Christian believer. His father was Greek. Okay, so yeah, that's cool. All right, that he had a Greek and Jewish background. Then I guess that's what. Yeah, I'm not sure. To... Looking at the source. Okay. That may not be the best source. So Titus was pure Greek. Well, this source also, Timothy was born of a Greek father and a Jewish mother, okay. according to, I mean, you raise a question, we might as well give accurate <laughs> information. Well, and the point of that was, how important is it for the, for the Christian today in 2022 to know what the mediator part is? Because if you don't know it for yourself, then you can maybe get swept away in a almost truth of something else. But don't you think, I agree with you, don't you think a mediator steps in between two fighting parties? That's kind of what I think of a, as a mediator. You almost have a moderator, like a, a debate moderator. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can be certified as a mediator. Yeah. And that means you get called in when there are two lawyer entities. Lawyer, yeah, judge, yeah. judge time. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. and you mediate the situation. Okay. In fact, I've heard of churches mm -hmm. that were in such fighting in, internally Gosh. that they brought in an outside person to mediate. Yeah, wow. So I don't think, even though I'm a sinner, I'm saved by grace, I'm, I'm not at war with God. Right. So I, I know the word mediator is used, and I understand what that means, but... If anybody has a connotation, a modern connotation of stepping between two warring parties, once you're saved, that battle's over. Mm -hmm. You know, you are adopted, you're dearly loved, you're his child. You don't need a mediator. Mm -hmm. You need an intermediary. Yeah. Somebody okay. to go between. And Jesus does that, Very in my opinion. I have another. I have so two he hears more, every prayer. I have two more scripture verses about, okay. about prayer. So in Hebrews, the author of Hebrews is not listed, so he's anonymous. Right. Um, Hebrews 4, 16 says, draw near to the throne of grace. So draw an eye to God, and he will draw an eye to you. It's <laughs> specifically saying, draw near to the throne of grace. What does that mean? <laughs> well, there's this little building. Yeah, and, yeah. And down the draw near to the throne of grace. Mm -hmm. What do you think it means? I... My immediately immediate thought, I did not prep for answers as well, knowing that I'm going to ask him questions. I didn't have my own answer. Um, so just, she always just has disclaimer. But did you see what I did? I actually didn't even look at the other camera. But that's whatever. Um, so draw near to the throne. I think it's just a descriptor of you're going to get what you don't um, deserve when you come there. And oh, awesome, you know, like don't give me what I deserve, you know. Draw near to the throne of grace. I think that is a mental, mm -hmm. spiritual, perhaps even there's a physical component, but certainly I picture I'm coming into God's presence. Now, I'm not, I mean, I'm not sitting down at the coffee shop with him, right? I'm entering the throne room of heaven, mm -hmm. that's where he is. 
And so mentally, I picture it. Spiritually, I'm communicating. I, I want to draw near to you. So I, I picture that, you know, think about that. Uh, I think it's a beautiful illustration if we'll take the time to think about it when we mm-hmm. pray. Because, I mean, literally, that's where our prayers are going, into the very presence of God. It's a beautiful picture. Very good. One last verse that I thought this was um, one of my favorites um, verses about prayer. James 5.13. So St. James, the brother of Jesus, says, Are you suffering? Pray. Are you cheerful? Sing praises. And he, I mean, the way that I read scripture is with my own kind of personality behind it, right? Like, how would I say it? And so I'm very blunt. Are you suffering? Pray moron, you know, (laughs) Um, but kindly, you know, I'm I'm trying to be gentle. In Jesus' name. Yes, in Jesus' name. Are you cheerful? Let's go sing. What song song do you have on your heart? So I don't know how St. James said this, but when I see it, I'm comforted, Uh, whether I'm yelling it at myself or, you know, harshly saying it like moron, you know. Um, But when somebody says it to you, are you suffering? Pray. Are you cheerful? Sing praises. Does that help you? Or are you like if they say it that way? Get no. out of my face. Yeah, if they're saying <laughs> moron. Well, it's more like a direct. Like, if someone, are we not allowed to be direct as Christians, or do we always have to be sort of soft? No, you can be firm, okay. confident, direct. Okay. As long as you're gentle, <laughs> compassionate, and loving. Okay. In my compassionate, gentle, and loving thing. And I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I I would. I'd be like, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? I don't know. I just, okay, you just said it two different ways. I would say it the second way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would say, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, I feel like St. James, that's not the first time he said that. Because then he goes on to say, pray for your sick friend. Okay, he says it I'm differently. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm might, not sure you got that attitude. He might, say, he might say it differently. But you can tell the, the repetition is like they haven't quite got it yet. So just like Jesus is a little bit sarcastic and snarky sometimes. I think that his brother has the same mom. Probably got it from his mom. And he was a little snarky there too. Okay. <laughs> And moving on, um, I do, unless you have, do you have something? Can I just mention one yes, verse? Yes, absolutely. Um, Paul again, okay. to the Thessalonians, mm-hmm. pray without ceasing. Right. How do you live and pray constantly, 24-7? How do you pray without ceasing? What does he mean? I wasn't prepared for this question. Um, now you know how I feel just about every Ms. Sunday Lisa, night. Miss Lisa, I think she knows me. She says, well, I mean, she does know me, but she says, speak the truth in love. Miss Lisa, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. Um, Gentle, compassionate, compassionate loving. I, that's too many words. Can you say those three mm, words? I can't. Um, pray without ceasing. I think it's it. how you've said before. It's a, It's more like a mindset. If I'm always in the mind of i want to talk to my creator i want to i want to be in fellowship with him then i don't think it's necessarily a verbalization if we're supposed to walk in light and walk in the spirit then it that is a prayerful attitude a prayerful being sure 
I mean, right. I, I, yeah, I, I would, how I would yeah. try to picture it because if I have to verbalize a prayer every time, I, I just, that that's not possible. And Paul's not saying to do something impossible. Correct. I, I would agree with that. Yeah. What else yeah. would you say about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, to me, pray without CC is a framework for how you live your, your day. It's a state of mind. Yeah. Okay. So if all of a sudden something happens, I don't have to not turn to God. <laughs> I've already yeah. talked to him that morning. I've talked to him at lunch. Right. I've talked to you know. So it's just a continuation of the conversation. Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, remember me? I got a problem now. Right. Well, that's funny. Um, I'll think of that thought in a minute. But one of the things that I was experiencing yesterday at the bike fest was this is an opportunity. So I'm praying all the time. I shouldn't say it like that. I'm not a super Christian. I just really am a moron. Sometimes I'm my own moron where I don't rely on God. I just kind of live my life. And so when I wake up in the morning, if I can remember it, I'm like, okay, help me God through this day. And I'm blessed in that he does, but the opportunity to pray outside of my normal space it, it's a, a refreshing, like a reawakening of why the connection through prayer is so tangible because there's real stuff happening in the moment where I can have a fit of, of emotion when I'm at home praying on my knees about the different friends and family and the needs that I, that I have been made aware of. But when I get out of that normal space, into the community or or wherever you get to do this at um it become it's just more real um not more real i shouldn't say it. it's just a different way of experiencing the prayer uh communicating to god and when you're doing it with other people now i'm usually alone so now i'm in the community praying with other brothers and sisters and and being able to be a witness and sharing the gospel um i, I it's, it's more impactful in that way if you're going to be pray without ceasing, live your life as if you are a sacrifice to God. Okay. So I go into my closet, like St. Paul says, but then he also says, go out there and do more. Um, I think you need both. I mean, so, you just can't have it. Right. There are times when yeah. you pray with your eyes closed, mm -hmm. probably either flat on the floor or kneeling or sitting quietly. But there are times when you pray driving, mm -hmm. your eyes better be open. Yeah. Or, you know, at your workplace mm -hmm. or out on the golf course or, I mean, right. at bike fest, walking around. Right. Yeah. So pray all the time. By the way, there are so many other verses we could. Oh, yeah. I wanted to try to get some of the obscure and then not obscure. I shouldn't say that, but by different authors. I didn't want to just. St. Paul says right. stuff about prayer frequently in, all his, the time. in his epistles. So all I wanted to try to get a different, you know, if you haven't heard lately. Um. So I hesitate to say jokes on prayer. I wondered if you were going to bring this up. But I wanted to. Because, Go ahead. Yeah, we haven't done jokes in a long time. Well, not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I thought this was funny. And if you don't know, Ramadan started April 1st in the evening. And um, Ramadan is a Muslim holiday. And so I, as a former um, religious affairs specialist in the army and then setting to be a chaplain, I've got Muslim friends. And so I have a joke. So in case they're watching, I have a joke for you. 
What do Muslims call the early call to prayer that wakes them up in the morning? I do not know. The alarm clock. I oh, thought that was so oh, funny. Oh. <laughs> I really did. I was like, that that's pretty clever. So I'm I'm, gonna... I'm assuming alarm is the early morning prayer. Oh no, I, it's just a play on Allah. It's just a play on the word. <laughs> I gave her way more credit way more than I should have. No, yeah. no, that. So I'm gonna post that tomorrow, probably on my Facebook, because I thought that was so funny. Okay. Um, you you don't need to tag me. Oh no, no, no it'll be I all right. That's fine. It'll, it'll be okay. Um, another joke on prayer. Because one wasn't enough. <laughs> oh, I didn't read this. Go ahead. During prayer requests, I asked the preacher to pray for my hearing. He decided to bring me up in front of the church, anoint me with oil, and have the elders lay hands and pray over me. When they finished, the preacher asked, how is my hearing? I said, I don't know. It isn't until next week. <laughs> that, I can actually, yeah, that may have happened. That, that may be a true story. Funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of mediators, <laughs> oh, I I laughed out loud at that one too. I was like, "Oh, I'm writing that one down. That was good." So, yeah. so I yeah. let me just um, you know, do what you do good. Talk for a minute. So, prayer. Question. I mean, how'd you find these prayer jokes? I can't talk and then talk to. Okay, so are jokes on spiritual matters good or not? Can you yes. joke about spiritual things? Okay. Can you say jokes about prayer and were hers good? Uh, <laughs> and were hers good? I Hilarious. cannot believe it. A hundred and ten best prayer jokes. Oh, I didn't even see that. That's funny. Sixty-nine probably... best praying jokes. Eighty-five pray jokes. They're probably lame. Well, let's just check one. Okay, of them. let's just. I mean, now he's that doing the research now, the... as we've already started the show. Hi. Huh? Katie and Jay Barber, how you doing? Thanks for joining us. Atheism is a nonprofit organization. <laughs> I like That's that. not a prayer joke. I know, I don't know. <laughs> it says 10 of the funniest pray jokes and puns. Oh, okay. As the storm raised, the captain realized his ship was sinking fast. So he shouted out, anyone here know how to pray? Just one guy stepped forward and said, all right, captain, I know how to pray. Good, said the captain. You can pray while the rest of us put on our life jackets. We're one short. That's <laughs> terrible. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Okay, so oh, my. We, we are about to end our first hour. And when we go into our second hour, we like to um, say there's a song about that. So we've told jokes about prayer. Uh, we've talked about our experience with prayer, fun facts about prayer. Um, we've talked about what does the Bible say about prayer. And um, so there's a song about that as we're going into um, hour number two. There's a few songs, and I'm sure that there's plenty of hymns. I did not look in the hymn book. I tried to find... Um, other artists that maybe we would know of the current day that sing about prayer. And so um, all of these, I think, are um, Christian songs. 
so they're not a whole lot of secular songs, but it says, um, answered prayer by Lisa Bevel. And I didn't write down any of her lyrics. Sometimes when the lyrics are especially meaningful, I'll write it down. So I don't, I think that this was more instrumental than anything and it wasn't that great, but you can look it up. Answered prayer by Lisa Bevel. <laughs> um, there's a song called God answers prayer by vine song. Now I do have an excerpt from that. And it goes like this. You seem discouraged clouds around you, your life full of problems. Don't know what to do. Racing troubled thoughts, trying to work things out. Instead of turning to the one who loves you, he can work it out. Seems at the time a hard place to be. No one around you who cares how you feel. Fearful and alone, your spirit in despair. Call to the one who's near you. He'll always lend an ear. God answers prayer. Yes, 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 he does. God answers prayer. I know, I know he will. Amen. That um, song, it was, we, it's not something I don't think that we would end up singing in church, but it, it was, it's, the words are great. You're, go ahead. Uh, can I interrupt just for a minute? Once we're in our studio downtown, let, leave us a comment. Would it be helpful to actually hear some of the songs we talk about? Sure. Particularly if they've got meaningful lyrics. Mm -hmm. Would you like to hear a snippet? Of some of these songs. I can maybe, um, after the fact, uh, post the link. Or, or, yeah, or yeah. once we're downtown, having mm -hmm. the right equipment, yeah. you know, we can play, play it a little. Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. Um, what The thing that stuck out to this, stuck out for me, was fearful and alone, your spirit in despair, call to the one who's near you. And I find that comforting because... When you are, when you do have that despairing moment and you're feeling alone, it's so true that God is, he's not any further away from you just because you feel differently. That's what I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say, I'm not sure I find it comfort. I do find it comforting when I'm despairing that God's there. Yes. I also feel it's tragic that a Christian would feel alone. Sure, yeah. Because we never are. Mm -hmm. And what was the rest of that phrase? Um, when you're call despair? to the... What your spirit in despair call to the one who's near you, he'll always lend an ear. Okay. That part of it, I, I just those that little bit was call to the one who's near you. You could the fact that you're feeling a certain way doesn't mean that that's the truth. Absolutely, you, you can yeah. totally feel that, and that's not what I'm saying. God is always near you, just because he feels like he's far away, that's that doesn't mean that he is. It's sad when a Christian yeah. feels alone or that God's a distance mm -hmm. away. That's just not true. And, but we all feel it. We all go through oh it from goodness, time to yeah. time. Oh my goodness, yeah. I'm, I'm not immune to that. Um, another song, God Still Answers Prayers by Karen Peck and New River. That That's a probably somebody has heard of Karen Peck and New River from her song as well. And it goes like this. The Lord is not too busy that he can't reach down and mend a broken heart. And my burden is not too heavy that he can't hear a plea of faith. God still answers prayer. God still answers prayer. In his time, he'll work a miracle. He will never fail. Satan has lost the battle. When to the Lord you humbly bow, God still answers prayer. If you feel that life is hopeless and the night has no end, there's hope for your hurting heart, for he'll be there with you. No matter what you're going through, God still answers prayer. So what stuck out to me for this one is the Lord's not too busy 
Mm-mm. And there's millions. I, I mean, I hope hopefully there's billions of people on the on the planet right now that know God as as their savior and that he's he is not too busy with me to not be working in you right now. Um because I got lots of problems. So um he's working that out. If you get a busy signal, it's her fault. <laughs> um but that Do you even know what a busy signal is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Most annoying sound in the world. Um but that and that every answered prayer is a miracle. That was the other thing that stuck out to me. That in his time he'll work a miracle. Um every answered prayer every time you pray as a miracle in itself that a, a spiritual supernatural loving creator god made you anyways but that you can communicate with him and that he is going to communicate back to you is a miracle um and that he's not too busy to to do those miracles Amen. that's what stuck out to me yeah that's a pretty song i it, that one is pretty when if you you have you heard that one then? yes oh, okay um and i have two hymns and these are the two hymns that came to mind first um in the garden so i come to the garden alone and my wife has sang that one many times and over the years we should have had her sing it push the button have her sing here tonight Uh we should have well i mean if i had known ahead of time (laughs) sure um and there was a couple other songs that i i didn't note down but when they talk about prayer, they talk about being in a garden. And I'll ask you about that in a minute. And then the next one is called Sweet Hour of Prayer. And that's in 3-4 time. And it is like a waltz. And I love uh, I love hearing it when it's played more like a waltz rather than some, some congregational leader not playing it like that. <laughs> one, two, three, four, like, that's not how it is. But those are some of my favorite hymns. And they deal with prayer. But why is it that we go to a mental picture of being in a garden when we're praying? I, I have an answer. It. Go for I it. I have an answer, but I want to ask you, why <laughs> okay. do you think we do? I, okay, two, two reasons. First okay. of all, uh, Eden. Second, okay. Gethsemane. Yes, those are my two answers. I, I, I would not have thought of Eden as a, a, a mental picture of where we pray. But yes, Jesus is recorded over and over that he went to pray, not always, mm-hmm. but several times it was in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was in a garden. Mm-hmm. And so that mental image has stuck. He's our leader. He's our role model. He's our example. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. And that's repeated in the Gospels. And so that image is stuck. Certainly don't mean you have to pray in the garden. Sure, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it stuck, I think, because that's where he prayed so often. That would be my answer. Why the Garden of Eden? For me, the Garden of Eden, because that was perfection. Before, Yeah, well, obviously, Eden before the fall. Um, perfection, where you had that. It was walking in the spirit, walking in light, praying without ceasing. It was all of that before the fall you know now we have to be told to live that way when that was we were designed already to live like that it was natural to live that way and and obviously sin changed all that yeah that was interesting yeah interesting any other thought any songs come to your mind about prayer no um 
No. Because you, well, you had said when we talked about this being the topic, you're like, can you come up with songs for that? And that was one of the, the first things you said. So I didn't know if that's, this is what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah that, right, this cool. segment. Yeah. Because this is my favorite segment. Yeah. But okay, cool. Yeah. Um, just going to switch things up a bit. Now we're going to do some Facebook questions and what we can go through. You've got them right in front of you. So you can yep. answer whichever ones you want. Um, what or whom are you a champion for? Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm. Yeah. Who am I a champion for? Well, mm -hmm. my wife, my son. Right. Yeah. Fight, I, I would fight for them. I would mm -hmm. champion for them. Um, my church family. Mm -hmm. uh, I, in fact, I do. I represent my church in the community. Mm -hmm. You know, in a way, I'm a, you know, yeah. standing for them, representing yeah. them. I asked a young person that we know, um, what. Uh, the same question and the understanding was a little lost. So I said, who would you cheer for? And I got pretty oh, good answers. Okay. Yeah. Well, so family different. was number one. Yeah. I would so. cheer for my wife and yeah. my son. Sure. Oh, that helped number. you too. That helped you understand well, yeah, that's the question. A different question. <laughs> well, right. But trying to help younger, younger audience members. Yeah. But what was your answer? I, I said children. Did anybody answer? Anything I different think, than family or children? Um, not that I can remember. I think that was pretty okay. much the bigger ones, family. What is your favorite store in the mall? Easy, without a doubt. I bet my wife could text that in right now. Pretzel store. Nope. You're close. I don't know. What is it? The cookie company. The cookie. <laughs> okay. Big double. Listen, it's not my birthday. We already missed that. But if you ever think of me, a double doozy. You know what that is? No. You take two chocolate chip cookies and they put that cream, not oh, cream, but like frosting or something icing like that. Icing or something, yeah. yeah, in between and smush them together. You have a sweet tooth, though. I, I do. I if do. If they had yeah. like chips and cheese, that would be what I want. That would be nachos. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a different the store. The nacho store is my favorite. Well, they call store. it the Great American Cookie Company That's, or something. Oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. We talked a little about before the show of um, when you go home, you're going to have something substantial. Like when I ate for, for lunch, yeah, I'm, I'm chips, and, to, chips yeah. and queso. So I'm like, when I have, I'm hungry anyway. Um, have you ever touched a snake or would you? Yeah, it seems like I picked up a little small dead one and moved it. But if I had a stick or my shoe or something, I would prefer not to. <laughs> well, no, yeah, it's kind of gross. Cool story. So we're coming home from Bike Fest yesterday and we pull up to my house and you and to get to my property, you got to open the gate. My brother gets out to open the gate and a hawk flies in front of us, snake dangling from its feet. We have from its claws, talons, talons. And so it was like a medium sized hawk. <laughs> I know this big, the two hens, you know. So that would be horse. So yeah. So, anyways, hawk, snake, dangling, and it. I mean, from the ground, and it kind. I mean, it's from here to the end of the table. I mean, it's that close, and we're like, holy cow! And it's too low to try kind of swoop up into the tree to get away from us. We're not chasing it or anything, but there's a barbed wire fence. 
the snake got caught, caught up in the barbed wire fence oh. and the hawk kind of sat atop on a limb until we drove by and I and I you know went around and I kind of I kept like looking waiting for the hawk to come get the snake again I never saw it get the snake but the snake wasn't there this morning yeah. Was the snake still moving or was it pretty much dead? It was pretty dead. Okay. Yeah. But okay. I, so I didn't touch it. I have touched the snake before and I don't prefer to touch them again. But that was kind of cool. I was like, oh my gosh, did you see that? And me and Louie were like, oh my word. Yeah. Sam didn't see it. No. Nope. Um, Your brother, Sam. My brother. Oh, sorry. Yes. My yep. brother, Sam. <laughs> yes. There. Yeah. I didn't think about it. Y'all should know that. No. Um, so next question, what do you think it's better with age? Marriage. I was going to say something like love, like yeah. the more mature you are. Um, yeah. Well, you hear people that have been yeah. married a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, my dad tells me often how he and mom are having, you know, some of the best years of their life. They're not the best health. Yeah. You know, there are other things that are the best they've ever had, mm -hmm. but their relationship is really good. You've heard this saying, um, the youth is wasted on the young. Yes. That's so true. <laughs> As I've gotten older and I'm not even old, I'm like, if I knew now what I knew then, or if I could know, I, see, no. I can't even say it. If, if you I could knew know then what, what I know, know now, now. Oh. would you do anything different? I mean, I think I would want to, like I want to, but the, I'd like where I'm at. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to screw this up. Um, this awesome podcast <laughs> that people I've met, you know, and dealt with and, and had relationships with. So yeah, no, I think I would, we, we talked about time in Sunday school today with the teenagers and that question, a similar question came up. Like if you could go back in time, would you, and like, what would you do? And when it came my time to answer, I said, I would just go relive a moment outside of myself, I'd be able to watch it like, um, like it's a wonderful life or what's it called? Scrooge McDuck. I'd be able to watch or the real life Scrooge. It doesn't have to be McDuck, but I could watch like what I did in that moment from a, from the outside of myself. Hmm. I would relive a couple of moments, but I wouldn't change anything. Hmm. I would want to go back if I could know everything I know today. I wouldn't want to go back to any point and relive the exact details again. Right. Because yeah. I do like, I like where Lisa and I are today, yeah. better than eight months ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many things in our life that we've loved, we've had a great time, but there's some things I don't want to go through again. Yeah. But if I could go back with the opportunity to do things different, but I share your concern. <laughs> yeah. What do you mess up? Yeah. Because you make a difference action or choice um and i think that the wisdom and i'm not i'm not there yet but the wisdom that you get by even saying something like like i don't want to change anything because <laughs> what would that mean like my i don't want to lose this i don't want to lose the experiences that i've had i i wouldn't be the same person so um, and I'm pretty darn cool. <laughs> um, do you ever a legend in her own yes, mind? No have doubt. you ever or do you forward or reply to chain letters? 
Go ahead. I, I, at first, when I read this question, I had to think for a moment. I mean, I've heard the term, and I could not remember exactly how a chain letter functions. So pretty much, so, or at least how I understand, first of all, 3,000 questions about me by Piccadilly Inc. publishers from a, tar a Target book. Okay. That's where these questions That's where they come from. from. I didn't make them up. I didn't Google them or anything. I do feel like when I was a child, I did some kind of chain letter thing. Or responded to one, but I'm not positive I did because I'm not exactly sure. I'm not remembering exactly what they are. I think this was popular when the internet was first going around. Like, oh, forward no. this message to ten or this email to ten people so you can be blessed. Or oh no, no, I've seen those kind of things all along. No. That's what I think of. Okay, no, I, I actually think long before the internet, <laughs> there were <laughs> letters that you would write, that you would receive, and you. I'm just going to have to look okay. it up. So well, that's actually, what I, my young self thinks of as chain letters, where it says, forward this to. I never do that. So some, never, of, some never, of the things, never. even on Facebook, where it's like, oh, it's, I don't, if you do this, God bless you. It doesn't, I just don't do it. It's. um. I wonder how many of my friends will post. Whatever. Yes. Yeah. Like, well, I'm your friend, but I'm, I'm not, not going to do it. Nope. Yeah. That kind of thing. Nope. Yeah. To me, that's manipulation. Well, to me, it's just like you got nothing else to do. <laughs> it's really manipulative, and yeah. so no, I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna do that. Interesting. Just a matter of. I'm gonna uh, start tagging Sam and all of those things. <laughs> like, will, why is she doing I'm this? Friend, black, black, I'm friend, yeah. I'm friend. Um. But no, I, those kind of things, I never. I never ever. would have thought that this was a real USPS system. Again, I bet the postmaster, it was a campaign. I may be thinking of something completely different, and maybe one of our friends will, will let me know. But it seems like there was a real, maybe I'm thinking of pen pals back in the day. I don't know. Well, yeah, pen pals are different. That's not chain letters. Okay. What scientist in history is the most credible I don't know if that means they're the most like incredible or like they most, they no, have the most, most, most meritorious. Trustworthy. Okay. Oh, trustworthy. Well, okay. do you think credible means like they street cred, you know? Like, well, yeah. Just... I mean, well, let's just see what credible means. <laughs> I, I like being Mirror able to be believed. Oh, okay. Convincing. Well, okay. convincing different. Well, I'm taking this as an, okay, what's the, what is the scientist in our history? That is the most life changing. How about that? We'll change the question. Albert Einstein. Really? Well, who would you say? Nikola Tesla. He wanted to provide electricity to everyone for free. I see where that got us. Well, you Einstein got us paying. Everybody's paying for it. Oh well, maybe that was Edison. Yeah, but with Einstein, we're going to travel to the stars. <laughs> oh, I'm so funny sometimes. <laughs> Have you ever been called immature? <laughs> and if so, what prompted the labeling? <laughs> Surely at some point, but nothing comes to mind. Yeah, nothing. I, I mean, I'm sure I have plenty of times. It, it doesn't happen often enough that I remember it. So infrequent, in fact. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like maybe never. Uh, no, actually, I do think that since we've been doing this in November, 
you have called me immature or like that right no like either that well no. that's you've said that's not mature when we were at the radio oh, you I wouldn't called, do that. mark he's totally called us immature before <laughs> but yeah that's probably because we were talking about bodily functions and and laughing at military jokes yes yeah yes. yes. yeah we probably got off topic yeah probably maybe that's a few times oh funny that's good um so back to our our topic for tonight when god answers prayer i have a couple of excerpts 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 it's a hard word it is i always want to add extra letters well, feel free. a couple of poems about um prayer and these were of all the ones that i looked at yes sir did you write any of these i did not okay go ahead okay i was gonna say i think i wrote their names down yeah so as i was doing some research on answered prayer i wanted to see what other people would say because i know i don't have all the answers <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute Can i know that we don't have the answers we're just one perspective and so i wanted to see what other people said about uh prayer and some folks you know they write about their um thoughts and poem and poetry. So the answered prayer by Annie Johnson Flint goes like this. I prayed for strength and then I lost a while, all sense of nearness, human and divine. The love I leaned on failed and pierced my heart. The hands I clung to loosed themselves from mine. And while I swayed weak, trembling and alone, the everlasting arms upheld my own. That's just the first stanza of four that she has written. And the last one was really good, but you wouldn't get the context of the last one without the first three. So I just sure. did the first one. And we've talked about this previously now and in, in the last hour and a half. Um, when you're feeling the aloneness, when you're praying, so she's praying for strength and all of a sudden she feels the weakness because God works in our weakness. And so I, I that's just a beautiful, without um repeating scripture in a way she's personalizing the scripture in her mm, own life mm. and so i i just thought that was uh that was sweet it was a kind of a sweet moment as i was reading it um so yes annie johnson flint the answered prayer it's a really nice one go look it up uh the next one that i have um that was you know it's kind of spoke to me god answers prayer by eliza hickok and it goes like this, a little bit of it. I know not by what methods rare, but this I know, God answers prayers. I know that he has given his word, which tells me prayer is always heard and will be answered soon or late. And so I pray and calmly wait. I know not if the blessing sought will come in just the way I thought, but leave my prayers with him alone, whose will is wiser than my own. Assured that he will grant my quest or send some answer far more blessed. Mm. I think that was the whole one. Now that is like, it's a little, um, if I were <laughs> not a connoisseur of poems, but this is a little bit more simple than the first one I thought, but I like it because it's, it is complete in these like 16 lines and, um, and it speaks again. It kind of summarizes what we've been saying the last hour and a half. Well, I like about that one. It mentioned he gives us something better, different Absolutely. than what we ask yeah. for. Yeah. And God always does what's right, what's best, what's mm -hmm. loving. Um, so even if we mess up what we're asking for, 
he always gets it right. Right. Um, and then the last one, and this is this is just an <clears throat> excerpt. God always answers prayers by Linda Winchell. Prayers are always answered, even if you think they're not. If it's not in your best interest, God will give it to you, or he may not. <laughs> but don't stop your praying, even if you see no results to come, because God will answer all of them, and the battles, if any, shall be won. And I was like, yep, <laughs> you know? Okay, I have a question. Yeah. Does God answer for children, I mean, mm -hmm. for Christians, his children, does God answer every prayer? We know he hears every prayer. Does he answer every Christian's prayer? I think the answer, I've never said this out loud. I haven't thought about it. So don't, don't take it too far to the bank. Just like down the road a little. Every prayer is answered. Seek me first. And my desires will be your desires. Okay. Yeah. So if you're mature in your faith and you're learning to seek him, more and more of your prayers will be answered because you're more and more in line with his will. Yes. But I agree. I think every child of God that prays, every genuine Christian, every prayer is answered. It's not, I mean, they were close. Mm -hmm. The answer may be yes. Yeah. Answer may be no. Mm -hmm. The answer may be not now. Mm -hmm. And it may be an answer of silence. Mm -hmm. What do you do if God is silent when you pray? Some of us, that's when we feel alone and that he's far off on the other side of the world just because he's not immediately responding. So if he's not said yes, if he's not said no, if he's not said not now, and it's silent, what do you do? Uh, go back to my answer is seek me first. And then elsewhere in the Bible where it says, my desires will be yours. I think it's in the Psalm. Um, there are, there are too many times where I feel like God is far and it's not God. God's problem. It's my problem. I, I, I haven't confessed something. There's something that I'm not aware of, whatever it is. If I seek God, the presence will be there. And that's really above all the other things that I might be asking or thanking God for be close to me. Hmm. So uh it's hard it's somewhat hard to recall a time where I what I, I mean I I'm not there yet, but to be young in the faith like a new Christian, a, an adult new Christian, I don't know that reality. Um so if there was somebody out there who was a new Christian who's just discovering God loves them and they're reading the Bible and they don't understand things and they feel like he's close because I know I'm just, you know, new new birth, but he's still so far. I don't know anything. I just, I, I'm so glad I don't have to experience that. Okay. First. <laughs> so now that you're praying as a new Christian and then as adult, keep seeking God. I mean, just the, the prayers, whatever it is that you're, you would be asking for, requesting, um, thanking God for. I mean, you, there, there's more to prayer than just requesting things. Sure. <laughs> so as you are communicating to God, seek him first. I mean, that, uh, that's just, yeah. Uh, can I put one yeah, word on top of ahead. that? While you're seeking him, you continue to kind of stay focused. Mm -hmm. I would put the word wait. 
No, sure, yeah. So if absolutely. you pray and yeah. he says yes, then you have an answer. Yeah. If he says no, you have an answer. If he says not now, you have an mm -hmm. answer. And if he's silent, the appropriate response is to actively wait, mm -hmm. not passively wait mm -hmm. and do nothing. Right. But like you said, keep seeking him and waiting. Mm -hmm. You may be praying the wrong thing and the spirit will guide yeah. you. Or it may not be. I mean, he has an answer. Like Daniel prayed when the angel finally got to him. He's, it was 21 days later. Yeah. And he said, listen, God sent me the day you started praying. Mm -hmm. But I had a battle on the way. Yeah. And so wait, keep focus, and your, your answer will come because he always answers our prayer. One of the things <coughs> that I really appreciate about the liturgical um churches uh which is not baptist per se there are some baptist churches that have a high liturgy but more often than not the, the liturgical churches have structured prayers where um they have traditional prayers handed down that they pray at certain services that these same churches whether it's episcopal lutheran anglican catholic they They've been praying them for hundreds of years and all over the world. And so one of the things I really like about liturgical churches, prayer specifically, is that there are people praying the same prayers, um, praying prayer for the hungry, prayer for the needy, prayer for our soldiers, prayer for our country, that, those kinds of um, topical prayers. And they're doing it in unison as, as like a God's church. And I really think that's cool. We don't really do that in, in the Baptist world too, <clears throat> too much. I think that there are, like I said, I think there's some, but when you don't know what to pray, you can Google uh, prayers and, or, or the Psalms. You can go right to the Psalms and pray those as well. But um, there are some really, like if you get the book of common prayer, I don't know what you think about that. I'll ask you in a minute. The book of common prayer has some, structured prayers so that when you don't know what to pray you can just do that and obviously it's going to be as heartfelt as your own words if that's the topic that is on your heart kind of thing what do you think of the book of what do you think of structured prayer like that or, or prayer books like that no i guess it at all i think the, the danger you have to watch out for is reading something can be completely different than having something well up from within you Sure, yeah, yeah. And it can become rote. Mm -hmm. It can become repetitive. Sure. It can become habit instead of heartfelt. Mm -hmm. But that's true in everything. Yes. Um, so I, I, I don't use those. I may actually have a couple over there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm not against them, but my experience has been more, I don't want to say organic, but certainly from the people up, not from the mm -hmm. administration sure. down. Mm -hmm. So, um, Fair. and I think our answer at our church is either a focused season of prayer, or we all know, and we mention it from time to time, the things the Bible tells us to pray for, mm -hmm. the leaders above us, our government, mm -hmm. and, and on and on. And then it's not nearly what we want it to be. Uh, in fact, I, Bet most churches is not, but the Wednesday night prayer sheet. Yes. I yeah. mean, if we really, 
I mean, we could put the most important things on there mm -hmm. and everybody in the church get one, yeah. then we are right. yeah. pray in unison for different things. Right. Um, but it's, yeah, it's different, obviously. One of the um, things that I like to do at nighttime with my child is we'll do the Lord's Prayer. And then if my brother, Sam, who has um, special needs, he has Down syndrome, when he comes over, we do that nighttime prayer. And then even in church today, when we were going to do the Lord's Supper, I leaned over before the bread and before the juice. I said that. And he's kind of like, get off me. But I'm like, I don't care, buddy. We're doing this. And so um, for, for me, um, it's not, and I'm not saying that you're accusing it because it can be. It's not rote. It's always for me. I'm not going to do it if I'm not. My heart's oh, not sure, it, you know sure. what I mean? Um, I'm pretty much an all or nothing type of person. And so um, we do that. And, and maybe we'll, we'll miss a couple of nights or whatever, but really that that is one of the most meaningful things of our nighttime routine is being able to say that today. The together. model prayer? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Our Father who are yes. in heaven. Okay. Our Father, you know, the seven Our Fathers. No, I'm just <laughs> kind of kidding. But yeah. Okay. Um, just once. Yeah. Or, or if Louis messes up, I make him do it again. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, when I pray that specific model prayer, mm -hmm. I... I movies about answered prayer books about prayer and um maybe what's coming up next so we've been talking about when god answers prayer oh and i wanted to say john and nancy holder say the waiting is so capital s capital o hard especially for impatient people yes and by the way nancy thank you nancy told me i was right about uh coming into memphis that's the interstate that's the bridge mm. so if there was any doubt that i was right <laughs> Nancy cleared that up. Thank you, Nancy. Appreciate that. <laughs> I, um, I, I yeah. didn't doubt it, but um, so yeah, talking about answered prayer, we've we've been talking about really. You didn't do research like you usually do. What are the top ten things that you bring to God for prayer? Health, money, whatever. Um, yeah, because I feel like those would not be reflective of my life. Oh, or sure. Of a, I, I think that would have been more street answer. Sure. Yeah. Not necessarily growing christian answer yeah like a top family feud top 10 answers yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah, just... 100 people pulled and this is what they said um but yeah i think that okay here's a question pastor hat when folks ask you to pray what is the most what's the next number one answer you're praying for when people ask me to pray for will them? you pray for me i need prayer about this what is this in florida yeah health yeah if you were not in, if you were in Georgia, what is it? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. <laughs> okay. But I, I don't okay. know that it's a function of the people we have mm -hmm. in Florida. Yeah. The age mm -hmm. average, or if it's just the people because of my health issues yeah. through life, if that's just the people God has brought across my path. Mm -hmm. And not everybody, but you said most often. Sure. It's health or salvation for the, not for them, but for somebody yeah. they care about. When, and I didn't go through all of them and I'm not going to say anything specific, but when we were doing the bike fest prayer booth, there were of, of the 20 or so that I know about, um, cause there was other people doing prayer that I wasn't 
tangibly uh, a part of and able to write anything down or mental note or whatever. But uh, there was of the 20, maybe two or three were health. Really? Yeah. Lots of them were about safety and travel. And then the bulk of them was just pray for me, pray for my, pray over my life. Sure. Which was like, absolutely. You know, if you've got anything specific, but God, God wants your whole life. He doesn't just want your health or just want your travels. Does that, you know what I mean? That's how I was looking at it. I was like, give it all to God. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's right. That was another thought. That's right. Um, Movies about answered prayer. Did you have anything? Because you know this topic, this this segment comes up. Did you have any uh, thoughts? When did I get there? <laughs> I forgot. He does kind of prepare for a Sunday evening Bible study and other things through the week. But have you? We've talked about this movie before, War Room, though. Yeah, and I'm you've seen it. it. Okay, yeah. that was the first movie that came up, and I was gonna pull up this the little prayer speech that she does. Yes. And I thought I can't do it like her, so I better not. But if you can imagine the war room trailer, that a picture us in our new studio with a monitor where we can show that and yeah. the people can see it. Yeah, that would be cool. Mm. Um, I'm not sure, Lay Miz. So he he's a he says he wants to he prays about being a changed man. He's praying in the church at the very opening like scene. Well, the very opening scene, he's he's pulling the the um, the boat and he fixes he he lifts up the thing that the the boat piece so that they can bring the boat in from the water. Okay, I don't know what boat pieces are called. So, <laughs> but then he gets to the chapel and he pre like sings the song about change my life. And then he goes on the Maybe, path. Yeah. And it's all about his, his relationship to God. He wants to be a, a forgiven man. You don't think so? Okay. I, I don't know. So miracle movie. So we've got. Tell us what you think. War Room and Lame is movies about prayer. Now, obviously, you kind of have to think outside the box with these. But then the next movie I have is Miracles from Heaven. This is the one with Jennifer Garner and the girl, the daughter falls from the tree and gets bonked on the head. And then she's got these like internal problems. And she, Jennifer Garner is like, if you change, if you heal my baby, I'm going to live for you. And not, she doesn't even really say so. It's something along those lines. And the kid gets better. Have you seen that one? It was, it was good, but it wasn't great. I don't think so. I'm not a movie critic either. <laughs> All right, so the one that surprised me, though, and I didn't quite get this, but when I was researching, and I do own this movie, Despicable Me. If you've seen that cartoon, it's about a yellow man named Gru, G-R-U, who is a villain. He wants to be a villain. He wants to be like the, the villainous villain in the world kind right, of thing. Right, right. Well, he, on his way to be a villain, he runs... He, shenanigans and circumstances may have him run into these three girls who are orphans. And the younger one says, if you could just have, um, I want to be adopted. Let me and my sisters be adopted. And by the end of the movie, the villain is now adopting the girls. He's not a villain anymore. And it's just, it's a really, you paying attention to the details. Um, you find that out. Do you think it was meant to be a Christian prayer, oh, prayer answered movie? I think that there are. Okay, you want my honest answer? Yeah, no, lie to me. Well, okay, there's like an easy, simple answer, and then there's like a. I think diplomatically, politically, 
Hollywood has to put stuff out that's going to gather as much viewership as possible. And that is an element that you can use to get Christians to watch a movie or to get religious folks to watch a movie or to do whatever. Sure. Now, I it wasn't a he well, it was a huge piece of the movie because in the end her her prayer is answered, but was it a big piece of the movie? No. Like you could easily overlook it. Like if you haven't seen it or like I hadn't seen it in a long time and I did not remember that. I remembered that he's a villain and he wanted to, right. he ends up adopting these girls, but I didn't remember that the little girl prayed about being adopted. If gotcha. that makes sense. Yep. Um, but it, it, nevertheless, it's a cute movie and you should watch it just to see that element of it. You know, it's something to talk about. Did you know that, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Cool. Moving on. That's all I got about movies. If you've got a movie about prayer, you can let us know in the comments. And, um, would you know there are books about prayer? Before we go on, go ahead. I have received a text. Go ahead. This lady said, I thought you were asking if you were correct about the bridge in Memphis. I was oh. asking if I was correct. You said I was. Her husband said that we just need to come on up there and we will cross that bridge and let me relive my childhood memory. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the offer. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say no. He's like, um, yeah, the, the blanket, the car, that wouldn't be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'd be a totally different experience with the three <laughs> guys in the back seat now. Yeah. Uh, but we would love to see you, and, oh, but maybe funny. not cross the bridge in a tornado. Can we leave that part out? Yeah. So, But thank you. That's funny. Okay, I should ask you, how many books on prayer do you have and why? <laughs> <laughs> Well, because of something I wrote back here. Okay, go ahead. For me, prayer is a school. You're always learning okay. in prayer. You're always learning about prayer, mm -hmm. how prayer works, how God responds to you in prayer. It is nothing you master. I, yeah, sure. It's like golf. You can be moderately good. You can be great. But you can always learn. You can always yeah. improve. Prayer to me is that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I have a shelf of books on prayer above your head back there. And uh, it's so <laughs> I can be better at it, learn more about it. Do you think that through over the years, okay, so you said you're a student. Over the years, what have you learned then? How little I know and understand. Has there been a moment where you've been in prayer and, and God has brought something to mind that ha has been like an aha moment, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. Do you have it, for instance? Golly, no. I yeah. Mean, um, I, I, I'm vaguely, I'm sure there are times when, you know, praying about, you know, and prayer, I mean, maybe I wasn't actually talking to God at the moment. I have been talking about this subject, and, and I'm still in that mindset of you know waiting but doing something else but that's still in there mm -hmm. and something trigger a oh 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 yeah i get it yeah or i think i i think i get it am i right lord you know and but yeah um or actually in prayer in bible study or sitting on the beach watching the waves and just having an aha yeah. moment of understanding but you read about prayer to learn more about it, yeah. to get better at it, to understand. Prayer is amazing. I don't understand electricity. 
Yeah. I mean, I know I'll go over there and flip that switch. The lights come on mm -hmm. or go off. And I know there's a wire and I know electrons. You can thank Nikola Tesla for all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but can I go to the panel and wire it up? No. Not and be living when it's over? No. <laughs> yeah. um, and it's the same with prayer. Do I know enough to enter into prayer and experience it? Yeah, I can flip a switch. But there's so much more to learn. Yeah. And it really is, for the Christian, it is a source of power. That's actually a good illustration. Prayer is our power source. When we plug into prayer, we're plugging into the generator, the Lord. And um, You know how they say that um, earthly... <laughs> Examples are not great of heavenly concepts. There, there's no perfect analogy. Okay. Yeah, every analogy breaks down at some point. Yeah, okay. I challenge <laughs> my dear friend, co-host, uh, she has a better way. I'll, I'll let you know. Um, okay. Um, I don't... We're not going to stay on the air until she comes up with one. So I have read some books on prayer and not all of them are great. I know, right? You've read some I've books. Read some books. The way you on said that was kind of funny. Okay. And and I don't know if you've it's again, it's not because I, I have reached the, the enlightenment of, yes. of prayer or whatever, but I have read a couple of books on even some like spiritual disciplines where prayer is is mentioned or having a time of prayer, silent solitude, stuff like that. And I'm thinking, do the like I've already I've already got that like I already know that have you read a book on and prayer specifically for some reason gets me because it's like maybe it's just me but there's no better example of prayer than reading about people in the Bible who actually pray to God pouring their hearts out whether you're Hannah or Esther or I mean I could come up with a bunch of other non-females too but where they're pouring their heart out I don't, and just observing their life, just reading it out of the word of God. I don't need to read a book about prayer. And okay. my, I mean, and watch tomorrow. I'm going to need to, but I'm just saying I have read some books and I'm thinking, Ooh, who benefits from this? I could just read the Bible. I don't know. That's how I, some, there are some topics for me. I would just rather read examples. I guess. I don't know. You never go wrong reading scripture, but there are real good thinkers, mm -hmm. people that have been graced in an area of the Christian life, mm -hmm. like prayer, who can help in our understanding and in our experience. It's like you may be a great baseball player, but if you got a really good coach, who's going to make you a better ball player? Right, yeah. Yeah, and you may know baseball well enough to teach others. Sure. But a really good coach is going to help you continue to learn. Not every book is going to be equally valid. That's kind of like there's probably tons of books out there that are pretty great. But if I have got to read, if someone recommends one, I'm thinking, please be a good book. Because sure. I had somebody even give me a book that they recommended on prayer specifically. And I read through it in a day because it wasn't a hard or long read. And I'm thinking, why did you give this to me? Or why was this beneficial for you? Anyways, well, maybe I'm just petty. And that's very interesting. I've had people recommend a book or give me a book. And it will go on the shelf because I'm a little busy. Mm -hmm. And I'll forget about it. Sometimes months, years later, I've had one man in particular that comes to mind. that's right over there somewhere. 
gave me a book, wanted me to read it. His church was reading this book. It was changing their world. I put it on the shelf, tried to read it a couple of different times over a couple of years. It go back on the shelf, forget about it. Several years later, I was just looking at my shelf one day, and I picked it up, and I started reading it. It was the right word for that moment. Oh, okay. It wasn't right the year before or right, the years okay. before when he gave it to me. I wasn't ready for it. wasn't right. So that happens. And so if I made myself read it yeah. when he first gave it to me, yeah. I would have had the experience you mentioned. Yeah. What's this for? It doesn't do me any good. But when the right time, mm. reading the right material, it made a world of difference. I'll have to try again, I guess. Well, not necessarily, but yeah. I don't know who you're getting recommendations or prayer books from. Yeah. True story. Yeah. Okay. But, but there is some benefit, mm -hmm. that, you know, and that's where a mentor mm -hmm. or an older in their faith yeah. person can really be helpful. They can say, hey, this book meant a lot to me when I read it. Right. But even then, that means it's the right time for you to read it. Yeah. Or ever. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit will lead you to the right one at the right time. Yeah. Right dog at the right time. Yeah, yeah. That was heard quite a bit around my house for a little while. <laughs> yeah. The right dog, right time. And it worked out. Um, But you guys waited, just speaking of dogs. Did you guys pray about it? Oh, I'm sure. You guys waited seven months to get a dog? Yes, we had one that had to get put down while Lisa was in the hospital mm -hmm. back in August. Um, it actually should have been put down the previous January. Yeah. So we had longer than expected. It was a good life. He wasn't suffering. Um, and, and I think, you know, we probably would have gotten one sooner. Mm -hmm. But with Lisa going through her treatments and, you know, um, we, we waited. Yeah, yeah. No, that's we all right. Waited. I just wondered. And part of that was finding the right dog at the right time. Right dog, right time. Yeah, and I, you know, I said that several times. Mm -hmm. It'll be okay. We will find the right one. Yeah. And it'll be the right time. And she did. I mean, she did a lot of looking and some things would work out. I mean, not work out that she thought might work out. Um, but Right dog, right time. Cool. God's timing, not ours. Um, but she got a new dog. <laughs> she got a new she dog. She got a new dog. That was funny. We hear it's your dog. It favors you. Um, you hear a lot of things. <laughs> well, tonight on the Sam and Amanda show, we've been talking about when God answers prayer. And so the the topic, when God answers prayer, it's he always does. Um, always. So really the top, the, the topic is God answers prayer, not when God answers, right. but God answers prayer. Um, and we've looked at, you know, some scripture verses about the quality of a God that we serve at, that he would answer prayer in the best way possible for us at the right time and right moment or in our season and stuff. Um, we, we told some jokes on prayer. Movies about prayer, we laugh. books on prayer. We we loved, we laughed, and we learned, and um, we hope you did too. Absolutely. I can't see that Don Bourne is watching. Hey, Don, thanks for joining us tonight. We're talking about answered prayer, and uh, we, we there's a song about that. Um, so if you are interested, 
in suggesting a topic for us, Sam and Amanda, drop it in the comment box, text it, email it, um, communicate to us what you would like to hear about next week. We, we have a pretty open book. I don't have anything planned for next week. So, um, yeah, make a suggestion. Shout out. And we're excited about being in the new studio. It will be soon. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll bring you along yeah. on that journey. In the meantime, the best thing to know about prayer, do it. Yeah, that's good. What was it, Nike? Just do it? Just do it. Don't worry about reading a bunch. Don't worry about talking about it. All that does you no good. Even reading people in the Bible that pray does you no good if you don't pray. Mm -hmm. And um, the more you do it, the more meaningful it will be, the better, I hate to say it that way, but the better you'll be at it, mm -hmm. the better you'll understand it. The more times you pray, the more opportunities you have to see how God responds and, and how he moves in your life. And all of that helps build your faith. We've talked about it. Now go and do it. And we will too. Yeah. Thank you for joining us tonight. We'll see you next week. On the Sam and Amanda Show. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today on the Sam and Amanda Show podcast, where we love, laugh, and learn together. Try to find us on all the social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, even. Find us, like us, share us, and listen to us next time.